0: Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. The goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, get us talking, get us imagining, get us having perhaps a few aha moments when we get connected. And maybe inspired or challenged to do just a bit more because we made that connection. So we're sheltering in place, Minnesota. Day one. Last night, we started our shelter in place and we're all practicing good social distancing. I'd like to prefer to call it physical distancing because we can still stay close socially. We can still stay connected. And we just need to find creative ways to make that happen. Um, I have someone on today that I feel even though we are physically far apart, uh, she is close to me. She is part of my heart. I have worked with her for many years at the Multicultural Food Service and Hospitality Alliance. And we may not be in the same location, but we're socially connected. We're, we're connected to purpose and Ideas and um, opportunities that come up for us to be creative and think about culture. So today, our topic is going to be on the Latina perspective. And joining me from the Dominican Republic uh, is the program specialist from the Multicultural Food Service and Hospitality Alliance, Angie Espinal. Welcome, Angie.
1: Good morning, Lori. Thanks so much for having me today.
0: Absolutely.
1: So tell me how things are going in the
0: Dominican Republic.
1: Uh, Thank you for asking. Things are very similar than it is um, uh, uh, in the U.S. and and across um, other parts of the world. We are in lockdown. Um, Everyone um, uh, following the um, the physical distance, uh, I do also like that term a lot better, um, we are home children uh, and students are home. Um, we do have a limited amount of time uh, that we can uh, go outside and get some basic necessities but for most of the day about 10 hours a day um, uh, you can be outside but for most of the time we are we are we are home uh, uh, reinventing uh, ourselves and our priorities and and relying in online connections more than ever. <laughs>
0: For the last – we've worked together for like six or seven years now, right, Angie?
1: That's correct. Seven years. Seven
0: years. And one of the main topics of conversation between Angie and me as we look at programs and we look at ways to support the restaurant and hospitality industry is to really explore what it means to have cultural intelligence. And Angie, I'd love to have you share our definition for the cultural intelligence, as well as some of your own ideas about why it's important.
1: Thank you, Lori. Cultural intelligence is having knowledge, skills, and ability to connect with individuals the way that they want to be uh, connected. Uh, So for a long time, the golden rule is treat everyone the way that you want to be treated. However, depending on generational differences, right, your age, um, your background, whether you were born and raised in the same place or you've moved around or you are multilingual, etc. these things actually have an impact in your personality and the way that you see the world. And the more that you know about those things, the more that you can connect with that person and get better results from that person. So an example that I can give you, me, Uh, As a Latina, as a millennial, um, as a female, um, have a set of ideas in in ways in which I want to be uh, uh, connected to, the way that I want to be approached, the way that I want to be uh, uh, right socialized uh, in, in, in a circle of people. And so if you know that about me, if you know what it is to live in multiple worlds, to think in Spanish before i um before i translated into english and to do that right fast enough in my brain um if if you know that um i live in, in multiple worlds uh, that i live in the dominican republic and also live in the us that have um right those connections and that my work not only um affects my family my immediate family right my husband but it extends to my parents he extends to my brothers and and his children then you really have a whole picture of how to coach me how to motivate me and how to be a better friend and a better uh, uh, leader uh, uh, to me. And so uh, once you have that cultural intelligence and you have that cultural intelligence about Angie as a millennial, as a Latina, it is most likely going to be similar, not the same, but it will give you some ideas to think about, about other female uh, Latina immigrants um, around my age range. If you know what it is to be Laurie and live in, in Minneapolis and be uh, uh, in 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 be uh, 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 in the radio, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, you will have and be able to adapt uh, your conversations and in, in 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 the ways to engage Lori. Uh, more effectively, and so we really believe that cultural intelligence is here to stay. It is uh, the way to really uh, engage individuals from different backgrounds to get better results. And if you do that, you will be more effective in your communication um, styles. Uh, and 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 we have competencies as well that go along. Um, with that definition, Laurie, so cultural intelligence has five competencies self awareness cross cultural communication, conflict resolution, empathetic engagement, and authentic coaching and And some of the ones resonate really well with uh, how things are going right now. that empathetic engagement component is crucial. For the empathy that you need to have for people different than you that may be experiencing um, this crisis in, in unique ways, and obviously the cross-cultural communication—how do you communicate, keeping your culture, keeping your your values, but also be able to create space for other cultures and other values to coexist with you? And self-awareness—not only how you see yourself, but how are you coming across? when you are interacting with all the cultures. How
0: would you tell the difference between emotional intelligence and cultural intelligence? Or do you see that they work hand in hand?
1: I believe that they do. Um, Cultural, right, it connects us to our emotions. It connects us to our backgrounds. These are things that we were taught... Uh, from our parents and from people that we respect and hold dear to our hearts, so i don 't know that they are completely uh you know separated from each other but but we do have to recognize that there are many different cultures right even even sports has have cultures. Um, there is the LGBTQ cultures. There is individuals with disability cultures. There's people that went to the military that has a culture, you know, military cultures. There's mothers, right? When you connect with another mother, another person that has uh, had those experiences, you are also part of that culture. Where you look at your emotions, you tend to uh, connect right with the things that are more, fami- more familiar to you, and so you may um, you may have more affinity uh, to particular um, cultures, and, and and your emotions come and play there. That makes th- did that did that um, oh, absolutely for that that answer to that question, Laurie? Absolutely, I I bring
0: it up only that our audience may be more familiar with the term emotional intelligence. And cultural intelligence is – and we call it CQ, just like an IQ, um, is a way of understanding um, all the things around us that have influenced, just as you said, your family, the media, the time that you grew up, uh, your culture. And and being able to be open to learning about each other's culture allows us to be in a lifelong learning mode. Um, we're so- never done. Uh, it it becomes a, a, an opportunity for us to continue to be curious about each other and be able to share uh, the things that are very important by being able to frame it in our culture and um, so i appreciate you you giving us a little bit of your insight your latina perspective on cultural intelligence There's a lot going on right now as we were initially talking about and how Minnesota is now in its uh, station and place and you're in a similar situation down in the Dominican Republic. There are concerns coming up uh, that that I would love to have you share with us about the La Familia during the pandemic um, and language barriers, how that's impacting. We have just about a minute. Why don't you just give us a short introduction to the Latino immigration concerns going on right now, and then we'll go more fully into that topic in our next segment.
1: Thank you, Lori. Well, I certainly um, cannot speak with all Latinos um, in, in the U.S. or or in Latin America. I would tell you that there are real concerns um, in our communities, and, and there was a recent uh, research that showed that um, Latinos are showing even an increased fear more fear of this pandemic um, than particularly other cultures and i I, um, I looked into that and and really um, what i what i com- I could come up with was that part of this reason is obviously the job loss, although we are all experiencing we all know people or personally. Um, had lost uh our 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 jobs or, or or parts of our jobs um the service uh industry has been severely impacted people that had to interact with people directly and so the job loss um, has been um, Tremendous, uh, uh, you know, four uh, out of ten people, um, you know, lo- losing their jobs in this community. Um, that comes also with food insecurity. Um, the lack of healthcare uh, uh, in our in our uh, community is a very scary component of this pandemic. So many individuals uninsured. And already feeling like they, they, that the hospital space was not, you know, it's not often a welcoming space um, because they're uninsured, because they right they have language barriers, and also because um, there were there was political components about uh, people being detained um, around the hospital. Uh, so all of that really adds to the challenge of. Feeling like if I get this, if I get this virus, if I get this, um, this disease, what am I going to do? How am I going to get um, get help? Um, There's also the technical challenges. I was reading a story about all of the students that have returned home and are now expected to um, do all of their schooling via Zoom. And so many families that do not have Wi-Fi for many, uh, many uh, undergrad, uh, particularly college students that, are uh that are um you know that were living in dorms, it was really their safe haven, um having uh, uh access to a space to study, having an access to uh you know, no in, no in interruption of internet connection, uh, etc. And now going back Um, to houses that oftentimes um, have multiple generations of people at home um, and may not have a computer or, or Wi-Fi access. So that has really... Um, made um, uh, you know just a bigger uh, concern um, for some of these families the language barrier um, is is something that is absolutely uh, uh, an issue um, because in, in an issue that has been talked about across Latino media, that the information, the important key information, were just not translated in Spanish fast enough, um, so that there were information that a lot of, of our um, uh, English um, speaking counterparts are, you know, knew and were and, and had um, uh, more time to prepare. Than, 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 those, than those individuals that um, that English was not the first language. And even, even if you know Spanish, there are some information and terminology that is new to everybody uh, given this pandemic. So not only do you have to know the language, but then you have to also translate within the language. What are these new terms? What are these... Um, new new norms um, that that are coming forward, um, and 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 you have different groups within the community. You have uh, right the citizens that have been there um, for for you know for forever.
0: At, um, you at, have... And Angie, Angie, my dear, yeah. I'm going to just yes. put you on pause so that we can have a few commercials. <laughs> so, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, so you're, right. on great, you're on a great you're at a great role, but I what I want to do is save a little bit for our next segment um, and. And we can we can pick up with having you share about those new norms and how to translate some of those new concepts because I think that's really important for everyone to understand, uh, especially in interacting with the Latino community, how to be more sensitive and and culturally intelligent. So we'll Absolutely. be right back just after a few short announcements. We'll be looking forward to having you join us.
2: Freedom Library, and I'd like to tell you about an historic place on Payne Avenue. Brunson's Pub is a place where history and passion are a part of every detail, starting with the menu. The payne Phelan neighborhood arose from Dakota people who lived here for hundreds of years and pioneering immigrant communities, Irish, Swedes, German, and Italians, who made the east side their home. More recently, waves of new residents from Asia, Latin America, and Africa continue the rich immigrant history and are revitalizing the community's cultural life and economy. Come experience Brunson's Pub at 956 Payne Avenue and grab a discounted gift card when you mention that you're an AM950 listener or a supporter of the Eastside Freedom Library. Be sure to check out brunsonspub.com.
0: I'm Candy Brothel, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings Magazine and host of Green Tea Conversations, a new show for people who are on a journey to take responsibility for their health and play a more active role in their family's well-being. Join me every Sunday at 10 a.m. as I interview local experts who share the latest in natural holistic approaches in a fun and informative way. So grab a cup of tea and join the conversation as we awaken to natural health. Visit us at naturaltwincities.com.
3: Is your business being pulled under by a tide of constant threats, hackers, ransomware, security breaches? What if you had people who could navigate you to safe water, then teach you how to swim? Hi, Mark Sommerfeld of Rymark with a unique offer, a free security assessment. will uncover hidden threats, hidden costs, and hidden opportunities to help navigate your business. Call 651-328-8900 or go to rymark.com it.com to schedule your
2: free security assessment. Mose Tax Service on Ford Parkway in St. Paul has been preparing tax returns since 1971. They're one of the most successful independently owned tax services in the country with a diverse team of highly trained and screened tax preparation experts. Tax laws and forms are always changing, and you need someone who is a dedicated tax preparation professional. Visit www.mosetax.com. That's m o h s tax.com or give them a call, 612 7212026 Most tax service. They work for you, not the IRS. Hey, it's Brett from FYI Politics for ZeroRes. They know nothing
3: is more important than your health during these stressful times. For years, ZeroRes has committed to providing safe cleaning solutions for you. It's why their cleaning process has achieved the highest ratings in independent laboratory tests. They understand cleaning is part of preventing and will always follow CDC guidelines. Right now, you can get three-room ZeroRes clean starting at only $129, plus an additional 10% off when you clean both your carpets and your air ducts. But you have to mention AM950 when you call 952 Res or ZeroResMinnesota.com. Welcome back to
0: Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm so glad you've made the connection and are with us today. We are maybe physically distant, but I refuse to accept that we are socially distant because we're connected and you're part of Connection Show today. And I also have a wonderful dear friend that is joining us from the Dominican Republic, Angie Espinal, and she is the program specialist for the Multicultural Food Service and Hospitality Alliance. Uh, Angie and I work together with MFHA. And she does such a beautiful job in helping us understand the Latino community. Uh, And as she said in our last segment, she doesn't speak for all Latinos, but she can help us with our cultural intelligence. She can help us understand the culture and create a better connection when we are working together, when we are friends, when we are family. Um, And it's all about making that connection, isn't it? So Angie, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Laurie. Thank you. So happy to be here.
0: In our last segment, you started to talk to us about the Latino immigrants' concerns. And we were just starting to talk about some of the challenges amongst immigrants and undocumented and hospitals and language barriers. Let's pick up there and and maybe catch up our audience that may have just joined about some of the concerns that... You know, we're just it's just not in our awareness, but when it's brought to our awareness, we gain insight, we gain cultural intelligence. So I'd like to just have you walk us through some concerns just to help us understand and be more sensitive.
1: Absolutely, Laurie. So there are right citizens um, that have been the you know, part of the um, uh, American fabric forever. There are immigrants um, that have relocated to the United States. Um, they are individuals that um, that are undocumented, also um, from from these communities. And, and each group has have different challenges, um, but they all uh, care about each other. Um, and, and we we've seen that throughout. Um, this pandemic and in this in this recent unprecedented times, um, these communities have continued to communicate with each other, continue to care um, for in what ways um, they can they can help one another. Uh, One of the things that um, that it becomes a concern uh, as I mentioned earlier about the job loss and food insecurity and definitely la- lack of health care and it, being insured um, is being able to also send money back uh, to your home country. A lot of uh, individuals that are working, actually live, working in the U.S. And, and, those, and, and particularly service jobs or other jobs um, that have now been um, laid off or put on hold um, in, in uh, across our country um, will also severely affect individuals that are um, back and you know in the Dominican Republic, back in Mexico, back in um, in in, uh, in Chile, whatever those individuals are from, and and that is. A real scare for people that, for the first time um, in a long time, um, if not ever, for some of these families, they're they will not be able to support uh, uh, those individuals because they themselves, um, you know, need need to secure whatever they have. Um, there, there's also stories of people that. Um, have passed away uh, not not only for the virus but definitely those that have passed away from the virus um, definitely you know Hit hit home a lot harder because now the, you know those families are not able to travel and 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 really truly right be there for their loved ones, be there for their sick um uh, uh, el- elderly people. Whether they are uh, living in New York City and then you know your mother is in the New York City and you want to travel from the Latin American country to New York to really be there and support your elderly person. You know, there's travel restrictions now. You can't go there. Um, and and there's certainly, you know, if you unfortunately have to bury, bury a loved one, then you know that that's you know you cannot do that. Um, there, there's
0: Angie. We can hopefully there's something that we can reconnect you on Skype, and hopefully, to, you know, they, oh, oh, Angie, Angie, we're going to have to back yeah. you up a little bit. Um, yeah. We lost you for just a moment there. Um so you were talking about how difficult it is you know especially even if you were able to have a funeral it would only be with a few people you can't have you know the whole family uh,
1: well it, it and it depends and it depends the reason of the funeral we we've we've uh we've learning from other countries that when someone um, uh, has the virus they are not able they're not allowed to be in contact mm-hmm. uh, with that individual so you it, it may be a while until you can uh you know bury that person or if, if, if there's some times in Europe where the, those individuals have been sent Um, right to, you know, to, to, to the bodies has been, have been put away for, for safety reasons. And so there's a lot of things that we still have not really hit and experienced ourselves in the United States to really be able to speak eloquently about it. But I, I would tell you that um, as important as the family is, the the you know the elderly are and and the Latin, for the Latino family not being able to be there for each other, it, it, it puts a huge um, a huge emotional uh, 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 burden uh, throughout you know across these families.
0: Angie, thanks for giving us some insights in this segment. We're we're going to need to go to commercial, but we will come back and in our next segment. Um, Let's talk about the Latino restaurant owners. Uh, We work with the restaurant industry, and I know especially small family restaurants are really getting hit hard. Um, So let's talk about that when you get back and stay with us here on Connections Radio Show uh, as we talk uh, to Angie Espinal on the Latino perspective from MFHA. And for more information on MFHA, you can go to MFHA.net. We'll be right back. Clockwork is an experienced design and technology agency, which means they help transform businesses around the globe by connecting people, processes, and technology. They bridge the gap between marketing and technology to put people at the heart of digital solutions, transforming how your customers interact with your brand. Clockwork's technology consulting, experience design, and software development expertise makes them a full-service digital partner to help you design your customer experience, build an app, or connect all of your digital properties into one seamless system. If you're in need of major tech updates but aren't sure where to start, they'll help you figure that out, too. To learn more about how they've helped other businesses make digital transformation less painful, visit clockwork.com slash radio. Clockwork. Digital done right.
4: Hi, Minnesota. Governor Tim Walz here. I know the past few weeks have been incredibly difficult and disruptive. We're facing an unprecedented challenge in the COVID-19 virus. I want you to know that the state of Minnesota is putting every resource into this fight. We're being thoughtful and collaborative, both inside and outside of government, to keep Minnesotans safe. What I need from each of you is, is continue to do what you've been doing so well. Stay home when you can, especially when you're sick. Follow those rules, wash your hands, cover your cough, don't touch your face. They're not just things to repeat, they actually save lives. If you need more information, please go to the Minnesota Department of Health website and use the hashtag StayHomeMN. Minnesotans, we've been through challenging times before. This will press us, but we will get through it. We'll do it by the basic decency, about caring for our neighbors, and following the rules that keep us all safe. We'll get through this together, Minnesota, and come out stronger on the other side. Thanks for your cooperation. Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. We're trying for as much normalcy as possible, so this week's show has me sharing about Catherine Hamlin, who created a hospital in Ethiopia to treat women with childbirth injuries. I'll share about a cop who reached out to a homeless woman. And in my C-block, I'll talk about paying it forward. Ellie 2.0 Radio, engaging and real on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota.
3: I'm Nick Slavic, proprietor of the Nick Slavic Painting and Restoration Company. I've been a craftsman for more than 25 years. My company has been awarded more than five national awards for craftsmanship. You won't find somebody who loves their job more than me. I've devoted my life to my family, my craft, my business, and to the people who trust me with their projects. And I'm happier for doing it. Visit n i c k s l a v i k dot to learn more. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today there's a chance of storms with a high near 47. Tonight we got rain with a low around 33. Tomorrow rain and snow with a high near 49. Monday mostly sunny with a high near 55. And Tuesday partly sunny with a high near 55. With the state closing bars and restaurants for dining in, it's especially important that you support our Eat Local Minnesota restaurants. They're all locally owned, so the money you spend stays local and helps them keep their doors open. More information at eatlocalminnesota.com.
0: Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And we talk about ideas that matter, and today we are gaining cultural intelligence. We have Angie Espinal from the Multicultural Food Service and Hospitality Alliance sharing her Latina perspective. So welcome, Angie. We're so glad you're here.
1: Thank you, Lori.
0: You know, it, we just heard uh, a great ad about eat local and how we're trying to support our local restaurants in um, having people buy uh, various uh, gift certificates and going to takeout because we don't want to lose the wonderful small restaurants that are here in Minnesota. And we have Latino restaurants that we love dearly. But they're having particular challenges, and I'd love to have you share with us about some of the challenges that the Latino restaurant owners are facing right now.
1: Absolutely, Lori. Um, they are no different than, um, than the other um, restaurateurs across the country that have had to um, uh, close their um, their doors to, to dining, to sit down on dining and have limitations as to how many people can go in. Um, and, and guests are in food items. What was um, interesting about the, at least the independent um, restaurant uh, owners and the Latino community, is that they needed to uh, quickly adapt to those delivery platforms that were often uncommon um, previous to the pandemic. So just signing up. Um, for the Grubhubs and the DoorDash and the Uber Eats uh, of, of, um, of our circles for some of the um, larger um, chains and in more um, uh, different, larger restaurants. This was, um, you know, a easy, a, a easy move. But for some of the smaller groups, um, it was really a challenge to now understand, you know, do, do we need to come up with the drivers? You know, what is the percentage uh, that we need to pay, et cetera, et cetera. For, but the biggest hit um, is, is really the fact that many of these families really put all of their investment, all of their dreams into these family businesses with the intent to leave something, to have something to pass on to, you know, to, their, to their younger um, uh, generation and are now really looking at um, complete loss. Um, and and that um, for sure has been stories that have been really you know close to home, very heart, heartfelt because you know. Uh, many of those small uh, businesses have about two weeks of savings, and so that went really fast. Um, and 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 when I researched some of the um, aid that was around, it was based on more more loans uh, and really unclear outlets uh, as to why they could they could access. So really, absolutely, uh, reaching out and and in, in ways to invest um, in 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 those um, in those restaurants. It's important, but there's also a gap on just the business understanding of you know when to close down, what are the percentage. Uh, of your of your business that is is, is delivering which is about five five to fifteen percent is not really sustainable with that alone you're not going to be able to uh you know to keep the you know all you know the aspects of the business uh, up and running so uh, a piece a piece um that I think is is important that the community can also offer is just business advice uh to many of these uh all these smaller businesses that are struggling with making tough decisions.
0: And as we we look to advise, we look to support um, you know it's tough when we're sheltered in place, but because we are connected by you know various uh, community groups that we can offer, uh, perhaps some business advice. Many of our Minneapolis and St. Paul communities have neighborhood associations. And if you have a business expertise that you think might be helpful, or if you've owned a restaurant in the past yourself and you want to reach out, um, I'm encouraging you to, to consider reaching out to, um, neighborhood associations. Uh, we have the Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association and they do wonderful work. They've got a, uh um, a shark tank where they have business advisors help uh, business people with their new ideas. If you think you have something that you'd like to offer, research a neighborhood that you think, you know, you'd like to support. And and I would encourage you to find out their neighborhood association and let them know you're available and you can support them. You have um, in the past shared with us teachable moments, um, Something to think about in your Latina perspective. I'd love to have you share some of those teachable moments you think that that we can embrace right now during during our um, new reinvention of who we are and how we work.
1: Absolutely. Um, on, on the on the upside, I guess uh, of of this of these concerns, I'm seeing. Uh, Latino families uh, coming together, dining together, having all of the uh, members of the family uh, under under the same roof, which um, because so many people right are working full time in, in in various hours of the day, uh, is no longer possible. As many American families to to really be together um, all at once and really dine together all at once. So that is that is something that I've seen um, uh, that has come forward out of this pandemic that it is is really comforting. Um, to to the to that particular community and 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 because we have had to adapt to constant change. Uh, right, moving to another country, learning another language, adapting to different systems. Um, uh, many of us have come from places that you know, not having enough is part of our experience. Is 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 what we do. Not having toilet paper just to you know, just to be uh, to be funny uh, in a, in a sense. Um, is not is not something that is going to really you know freak out the 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 common Latino family because we've definitely experienced what was to not have that and what were the alternatives for you know if that ever took place. So I think. Really having um, you know these these stories and, and connections with the Latino community, you will find that we're very resourceful. If you have a problem or something that you um, that you that you thought that you couldn't live without, and now you no longer have. Most likely a Latino family has already figured out what's the alternative um, to that to that thing that is, you know, that that was such a basic necessity uh, at one point. And many of these families, many of individuals just want to be long, Laurie. Um, we've been really, um, uh, you know, getting more education, graduating at a, at a more rapidly uh, percentage, and in in, in in working our way up, and, and really getting mentors to for for the desire to belong, to belong, um, in, in a place that um, oftentimes, um, and not everywhere, because definitely certain states and certain communities, um, uh, you know, um, have a different sense. On the on the issue of belonging, but definitely, dinos want to belong. This is an opportunity to connect, an opportunity to show that you care, an opportunity to really. Be able to see beyond my skin color, beyond my accent, beyond, you know, my curly hair, beyond and, I, and I'm speaking for myself because right, I have a big afro, and 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 beyond these things that supposedly makes us different, um, and and really connect to to, to the source. That we are, um, right these human beings that want to uh, stay well um, and, and want to be a part of of getting getting our communities uh, back to where they where they will be um, in the future, and really want to be, you know, your neighbor. When you
0: speak, I I think of la familia being so important. And how it can extend into how do we create la familia at our work? It becomes how do we connect? How do we have that same sense of a deeper connection um, that we can learn from the Latino culture? We can learn about how those bonds are created and how deep um, the connection can be built.
1: Absolutely, we fight with the community. We fight with our family members, right, Laurie? Absolutely. Like, uh- uh, we argue. We um, sometimes we need to right not not look at each other for a couple of hours, but the loyalty of knowing that you are my brother, that you are my sister, that you are my parent, that you are uh, my best friend, and that regardless of what's happening, we will find a way to connect again and 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 and, uh, and tie those bonds and and hug it out. Um, it is, is really important in, in the ways that we, you know, we can create those, those engagement opportunities and, and just forgive, right. Forgive. I I've seen a lot of people, um, online say, you know, ca- call the, call that person that you haven't talked to in a long time. You know, they're probably home. They never had time before, but now they do. Forgive yourself and, 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 and forgive others to use really this time alone wisely um, and be able to have conversations um, with with your loved ones that are either at home or um, or a phone call away um, to really come out of this uh, of this um, of this quarantine, you know, emotionally stronger.
0: I'd love to have you also share more ways that we can consider helping each other.
1: I think um, equalizing really the the, the playing field by showing concern for everyone's safety is it cannot be shared enough, um, Alori. really using words. Um that are inclusive, I'm not saying just my neighbor, just my family, just you know the people that I like and I feel comfortable with, um just the people that look exactly like me. No, use words that really um, that really showcase that your heart is open um, to just everybody. Use the word Latinos. Use the word Latina. Use the word African American or Black or Short or High or just people of all uh, of all ages, generations, uh, and, and cultures. I am I I am here for you. I am thinking of you. I am sending you, um, you know, uh, 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 supportive words. is is really mm-hmm. crucial. Um, and I've seen that um, also done in, in those smaller, right, Latino communities. That is not no longer about selling just your product. i um, telling other people, hey, this is what we have available. It's really, hey. We are here for you. You need to exacerbate those words uh, and not just sell because it, it really selling right now is putting people off. It's really about making connections. It's about making yourself more available. It's about utilizing words that, um, that, that express um, your willingness to 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 see beyond um, the things that perhaps um, you you didn't do before, and in the simplicity of translating some key resources, um, or even if you even if you know that your neighbor may not know. Something that, that that is important for the neighborhood because of the language barriers. Figure out a way to send them a text, even if it's in English, and say, "Hey, translate this into Spanish." Use Google to translate this because this is this can be really helpful. And and the Wi-Fi access, Laurie, is something that um, that I, I, incredibly. Um, a lot of um, families, a lot of these students that are returning back home um, and, and are learning that there is no really, um, you know, a qualify or high speed Internet at home for them to be able to connect to Zoom. It's really important that if you have Wi-Fi access um, and you know what other people around your area that are close to you that need it, that you can share Um, because some of those students really rely uh, on on some of these resources in order to be able to graduate and to be able to not miss the schooling or their work. Um, And and that can make a really big difference.
0: Thank you, Angie. Um, We're going to take our our last break, um, but I want to encourage our audience to especially stay on because in our next one, Uh, Angie's going to give us some ideas about how to stay healthy. She also not only does wonderful work for MFHA, she also does yoga and meditation and has some really wonderful insights for us to be thinking about as we go inward in our journey. Um, We can take this opportunity to grow. So stay with us. We'll be right back after just a few short commercials. Uh
2: I'm Peter Rackler from the Eastside Freedom Library, and I'd like to tell you about an historic place on Payne Avenue, Brunson's Pub. Experience history and passion through the delicious menu, reflecting the Eastside's diversity. The choices are limitless. Salads, sandwiches, burgers, and shareable plates. Visit Brunson's Pub at 956 Payne Avenue and grab a discounted gift card when you mention that you're an AM950 listener or a supporter of the Eastside Freedom Library be sure to check out Brunson'sPub.com.
3: Hey, it's Brett from FYI Politics, and I want to thank you for listening to AM 950. The advertisers you hear are what allows us to stay on the airwaves. And unfortunately, some of them are going to be going through some tough times with the coronavirus. So support our advertisers in any way you can, whether that's ordering takeout food from one of our Eat Local Minnesota restaurants, purchasing gift cards, or just contacting them and telling them thanks for supporting AM 950. Even the littlest thing you can do can go a long way. Find a full list of our advertisers at
5: am950radio.com. And thanks for listening. This is Chad, owner of AM950. Our station has worked with Barbara from WYSIWYG Web Design for years on everything from logo to print design and especially for developing our website. She does great work and is great to work with listening to what our goals and design ideas were while offering new, innovative ideas to create the website we are proud of today. Barbara made sure she understood our station, our goals, and our mission before she started working on our site and made suggestions to help control the cost. Plus, she's friendly, which set us at ease. I recommend Barbara at WYSIWYG Web Design because I know she will deliver an attractive, professional website within the budget you have. She is a local independent business that specializes in helping other local businesses achieve their website and design goals. She can work with nearly any budget and create anything from simple sites to robust custom functionality. To find out more about the company AM950 Trust, go to WYSIWYGWebDesign.com. Spelled out just like it sounds, WYSIWYGWebDesign.com.
0: Clockwork is an experienced design and technology agency, which means they help transform businesses around the globe by connecting people, processes, and technology. They bridge the gap between marketing and technology to put people at the heart of digital solutions, transforming how your customers interact with your brand. Clockwork's technology consulting, experience design, and software development expertise makes them a full-service digital partner to help you design your customer experience, build an app, or connect all of your digital properties into one seamless system. If you're in need of major tech updates but aren't sure where to start, they'll help you figure that out, too. To learn more about how they've helped other businesses make digital transformation less painful, visit clockwork.com slash radio. Clockwork. Digital done right. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host. And I have Angie Espinal. She is a program specialist from the Multicultural Food Service and Hospitality Alliance. And she is giving the Latina perspective. Welcome, Angie. Thank you for joining us today and sharing your... Hey, Laurie. Yes. Great Great to have you. And I want to make sure our audience knows if you're interested more to learn more about uh, MFHA, the Multicultural Food Service and Hospitality Lights, uh, you can go to mfha.net and there's all sorts of good resources there for you to consider. It is geared to the restaurant and hospitality industry, but... You know anyone can check us out and see the work that we're doing and um we'd love to have you you know stay connected with us that way as well so angie you are also doing some wonderful work with yoga and meditation and you've really committed to creating a healthy lifestyle for yourself and and those you connect with
1: that's correct uh, uh laurie yoga and meditation has uh, truly had an impact in my life um, and i I cannot think of another um, another way, another better way uh, for for where this practice where a practice can be helpful. In this really stressful times, and so um, I I think for in in my community, I would tell you they look at yoga and look at meditation and that spirituality as a competition to our own personal religion or our personal beliefs, And, and and I really challenge. Individuals To not look at it that way, to look at it as a separate tool that simply helps you to breathe, helps you to calm the mind, helps you to relax the body, and helps you to really check yourself from within, from the inside out, so that you can really listen to your body and be able to gauge your own needs. That's, that's what yoga and meditation have done to me.
0: You've also encourage folks, especially during this time, to forgive yourself. You, you can get wound up with all kinds of stress and feel like we have to do something and then the anxiety can go into high gear. What are ways that you think are important to, when we're doing our, our self-examination and we're we're needing to take a time out and and figure out our meaning and purpose uh, as we're all in our our closed rooms. Uh, I had someone tell me that the Earth told us all to go to our room and think about what we've done. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> I I if I if I really do that, Lori, that that may cause me more anxiety. Right? <laughs> just like just sit there and think. Um, it's actually really understanding our breath our, our, and, and really allowing the breath to um to, to calm us down is, is really important just like you um you can um hurt you know you can fall and hurt your knee and, and it may and it may require for you to have that knee up for some time, our mind, our brain can actually also uh, get hurt and require you to really take the precautions to uh, slow it down, to calm it, to put it in, 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 in positions and ways for it to relax. And And the breath allows you to do that. And so um, if I may, Laria just really quickly Things to consider about your breath. There are qualities to your breath that that you can connect with. If you if you're sitting down, make sure that your your back is long because it allows that breath to flow. You really want that breath to come from from your diaphragm rather than your chest, right? Your chest is limited by your rib cage. You can only take As much breath, but if your breath comes from your abdomen, which is not restricted by any bones anywhere in the front and the side or in the back, and really focus on having a smooth breath at the end of every exhalation, it starts an inhalation, um, uh, an inhale without pause, without resistance. Your breath is smooth, it's calm is deep count how many seconds is your inhale and try to make it uh uh, you know even with your exhale we tend to inhale really deeply and let all the air out immediately after we exhale so try to get them to be the same length your um your your breath is also um uh silent is without sound if you're hearing a really heavy breath you know connect to the silencing of your breath to the calm of your breath and it's in that and that process in which you can then take the time to look at your thoughts to 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 really um Calm yourself, whether you're sitting, you can do this sitting, you can do this laying down and really connecting to letting go with the idea that every exhalation removes toxicity, removes tension, removes tiredness, and that every inhale is a new opportunity, um, is is, is, uh, is fresh breath, is, is well-being that's coming into you. And allow yourself, more of it is the mind, allow yourself to be present, to be calm, and to know that that power of of getting there is already within you.
0: And the most important right now for us to keep remembering is we're just not going to give up. We're going to know that we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this with each other. We're going to reach out and create those connections. And, Angie, thank you for sharing the Latina perspective with us today. And I'm looking forward to having you join us again uh, to keep us updated, uh, to keep us uh, more knowledgeable. And, and, and we gain our cultural intelligence. So thank you, Angie, for being here today.
1: Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay healthy.
0: Love yourself and love your neighbors and your family.